this was like the big boss battle in the video game. It just seemed very grand finale-ish. Let me explain in a second, but first, hello, my name is Avia Winters, the drama fiend, and I'm talking about the finale of 30 Coins titled Sacrifice. That battle with Angel Paco, Elena, and our priest was a weird one because I thought that once Angel obtained the last coin, then we would have seen him do something greater than turn into a great boss only for a few seconds, and I mean him only. But he changed back due to um, the bullets in the chest, maybe from um, our priest. It seemed like a different show with the intro of Angel as a huge monster, which I don't even know what that was, like what kind it was. It reminded me of an anime, how dramatic it was. I'm pretty sure it has some significance to him being the devil though. Other than that, I have no idea. Other than his control over people and keeping his control by forcing people to swallow this edible food, which kept them in line and kept them happy. We did see what happened when he left the room um, without giving them this little edible food, which is his power wore off. But I think that's the same case for Fabio and his range of powers unless he had gained more due to those symbols on him, which now that this season is over, there was no explanation about them at all, about why they were on him, what it meant. I thought it was funny seeing people falling from off the big monster who was Angel. And I believe they were screaming for help, but I think it was a version of themselves because what our priest saw when he was grabbed by Angel and, you know, the, the big boss, and he shot at himself or like a clone of himself or another version of himself. I did think it was weird and something that had me questioning about how come he has a version of our priest or other people, but sort of was answered indirectly at the end when we saw Angel shift to someone else. It's one of his powers, but also through the mirror, he was able to steal other people's reflections in a way, I'm thinking. So let's talk about the black circle around the whole town. It was an ancient curse from what Elena learned from the priest, which was in a different scene that we didn't see. The black liquid, uh, it's an ancient curse, and the black liquid is made from the blood of the unborn. Since they are the most innocent, you know, they haven't had a chance to come into the world and sin, I guess. How did he get the blood of the unborn, though? Like, you know what? I don't want to know. Why would someone as strong as him need that, though? Why would he need to trap people in for that sacrifice that didn't happen? With the 30 coins, I thought that was it. I don't think he needed to trap them all in, but killing them was going to just be like a feast because they like things chaotic and messy and um smelling nasty apparently also angels hold on everyone like the people of the town were happy but it was like a false sense of happiness because they were forced to be happy to feel happy even though there was danger lurking it was also creepy and then a tourist van came and they were converted as well which they were all going to die anyway though so it sucks for them but you know they didn't die so that's awesome also um the priest seeing through the dove's eyes was a random trick that i didn't know the priest could do which is one of my annoyances because he always pretended not to know what was going on or he just didn't know that much and he didn't even know how much power the coin had but suddenly he now knows this spell or this um, prayer to see through the eyes of a dove to spy on people of the town. It just doesn't click, like make it make sense for me. He's been against this stuff. Um, also, you know, this is like a now or never kind of thing. He needed to do this, but it just seemed like, how did he suddenly know this? We're going to talk about Antonio real quick. Antonio was going to the state police to tell them that people are killing animals and hanging them up around town. Like now he's starting to care after he insisted on spreading the black liquid all over town. Why does he care? Because he's now afraid to die after jumping off of the roof in the first episode? 
Well, is that the reason? I don't think it is, though. But I just feel like I don't understand this change of character because now he was warning Apaco about leaving. He was um, telling Laguna about the past and history, which he usually tends to do. Um, Like Antonio tends to give information, but not to the point in which it saves them, which he doesn't give that much information. He does warn them about like uh, things to come and stuff like that. But he was giving background history and he was saving Laguna and Paco so it just seems out of character for me because he hasn't bothered to save anyone before or tried to warn them from you know getting killed or something he just always seemed excited and entertained by the information he was getting from like Fabio you know um let me just talk about Mercha I knew she was faking it the entire time but she was still siding with the devil so that was pretty obvious she was also still hurt by Paco falling for Elena but you know I who cares? I mean, I understand her pain, but the way she reacted in return is not right. If I was Paco, I would not have eaten anything that she made. Personally, he should have known from when Birch just stuck that card in his coat and he was like completely in pain. Why does he keep trusting her? Because he's gullible. So Mercha wanted power. And when Elena called Mercha crazy just before she got whooped by Mercha again, I was thinking out loud saying that Mercha isn't crazy. It's her ambition and greed for power and control. Like she didn't even need to take that edible food from Angel because she was already deeply dedicated to her own ambitions and goals that somewhat intertwined with Angel. And and this power with Angel or that she got that she felt from Angel made her feel powerful. It also wasn't a surprise either that she left with the giant priest. That's call him giant because we only got his name at the end and I can't remember it actually it was because of how uncomfortable she seemed when they were introduced that I felt like it was a surprise that she left with him but it was less of a surprise that she found a coin which won't give them much power anyway and lastly my closing statements before I wrap it up with my final thoughts of the overall series or at least season one I loved the tie-in with real history. Antonio was talking about Hitler being one of the ones who was basically with Angel looking for the coin. You know, that explains why Hitler was killing Jewish people, even though that's not correct. But um, it was basically in search for the coin. So I just, um, not that history was enjoyable. I think it was smart the way the writers weaved in their story, their fictional story with actual truth. But once again, the coins can't do anything on their own. So whatever. So quickly, my annoyances right quick. We didn't see what the 30 coins could do together. That's one. We know that the priests learned some power from the scrolls, like how they were able to put chains on people to control them, like charms that glamored them and make them invincible and also change their voice. Um, And another thing, they also was able to make weird monsters. But the coins, what can the coins do on their own? As much as I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, the coins don't do anything by themselves besides lure you into um, hearing the priests on the other side whispering to you what they need for you to do. We didn't even see what one coin could do. So why was Mercha so satisfied with one coin walking out like she was the queen when other priests have like two or more coins? Because I saw one priest grab two coins. I felt as though this was super rushed considering the time it took to build up this 30 coins ending and yet nothing was achieved from both ends like our antagonists and our protagonists except the town not all dying which was a success I guess but because they didn't all die it felt to me that the writers didn't want to kill anyone except our priest but I also don't think he is dead 
I think he is in that dove now. It's such a disappointment because Fabio had all 30 coins and yet all it took for him to die was to get tackled off of a balcony? When he was powerful with many unexplained powers and powers that were not shown or explored fully, such a missed opportunity from the writers themselves. Also, something about Laguna. Laguna was hanging yet he lived, also in a horrible collision, yet he lived? Mercha was somehow able to outsmart everyone and lived? Paco didn't shoot her even though she endangered someone he deeply cares about and lived? <laughs> what we learned about Angel and Fabio was that they chose Manuel, our priest, for the reasons being that he was a good person, that he chose good and wasn't tempted to join the dark side. He fought to stay away, which made him the perfect sacrifice. I was thinking it was going to be Elena, the sacrifice, but apparently not. Also, she wasn't anything special, which I had hoped she was, but I guess she was a nuisance, her and Paco, that just came across bad luck when the priest handed the coin to her. Not to be so critical of the show, but just let me continue. I think that we did not know what the symbols were on the priest and angel's body, which bothered me so much. But we know now that it was written using unborn blood, or at least I'm assuming that's what I'm getting from in the show, not that it was told. But I feel like that's a known thing that you put together, but maybe I'm wrong. Also, um, if we go with what I was just saying, we don't, still don't know what the symbols mean, though. Um, they weren't explained, even though we, I, we can put two and two together to figure that they were written by um, unborn blood on them in some form or tattooed on them. Um, also, let's talk about the witch real quick. I want to say that the witch was basically an insect. Why didn't Paco shoot Mercha like he shot the witch? Because they had known each other for years? Mercha almost killed Elena multiple times. Well, like two. But Paco just sat by and got whooped by Mercha as well. I say it's Paco's fault that Elena ended up like that. He's too trusting. Sorry that I'm jumping back and forth, but let's go back to Angel and Fabio. Fabio took the lead and Angel allowed him to. I thought originally that Angel would have been the new Pope, but he allowed Fabio to take the role. Why? Just in case it all went wrong? He has more power, so why didn't he take it? Why didn't he use it? It's not like he couldn't touch the coins because Mercha handed it to him, so it's not like he was unable to gain the power. It was weird seeing Fabio walking out of the car being greeted by brainwashed fans and ignorant priests when the real mastermind was Angel. I just don't understand the show, really, now that I think about it. <laughs> and I can speculate as to why like Angel would rather be in the background controlling everyone, but I also eventually like some confirmations to my theories and speculations instead of being left with more questions and confusion. I do not like shows that leave me with more questions. I think those are terrible endings unless you're planning on doing a season two. And that's not really that great to an extent. You want people to come back because there's something to look forward to, not that you forgot to wrap it up in season one and people are so confused that they come back to season two only to be left again with cliffhangers with billions of questions. But overall, this drama was entertaining, leaving me coming back every single week due to the weirdness of the show and also my curiosity about the goals of our evildoers, yet I was left with disappointment and a multitude of questions that will probably not be answered, maybe if there is another season, like I said, which honestly I will not be watching if there is one. I don't think there was enough information about the coins, Fabio, or their powers that left me satisfied at the end. I did 
love the history of the coins being explained to us bit by bit. However, this was not enough to satisfy me once again or keep me waiting desperately for another season. I did enjoy the action of the show. I thought that especially with their first few episodes, those monsters were nasty and scary looking and I applaud the makeup artist or design team for coming up with the look of these creatures. Also, the cinematography was beautiful and the places that I was able to see and the different cultures I was able to see was something new for me. It was nice to see a more global approach when it came to the settings, especially in the beginning, and that there were priests all over the world coming to praise Angel or Fabio. The acting as well was good and the comedic subtle moments with Paco was really entertaining, but these positive things does not outweigh the negative ones. I will not be watching the next season for the reasons I explained throughout my podcast, but please let me know what you think of the show on WordPress or Twitter at Avia Winters, A-V-I-A Winters. Until now, it's been Alvia Winters. Thank you so much for listening wherever you are in this massive world. Thursday might be Luca and Friday will probably be my first reactions to a River Where the Moon Rises, a K-drama. It's whatever comes out first. I never know if I am going to continue a series until I watch the first three episodes. Anyways, stay safe out there, everyone. Laters.